If you've been following along on our Innovate with Purpose episodes, we've heard from an array of wonderful, passionate, and determined global innovators from around the world. They're all part of the Expo Live program that's funding new and innovative solutions to make our world a better place. But how does a program like this work? Who are the people making it happen? And what are the mechanics of coordinating such grants? From announcing the program to the world, sifting through applications, all the way to supporting each global innovator and building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs. In today's episode, we'll hear from two grant managers to learn more about the other side of the coin, the people organizing the Expo Live program. I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. My name is Dana Al-Mehzah. I'm uh, from Bahrain, and I'm part of the Expo Live team. Currently, I'm a grant manager. Uh, hello, my name is Sofia Oshevska. I'm the global grant manager at the Expo Live program. Dana and Sofia started their journey at Expo with different roles, but transitioned to becoming grant managers, meaning they are now working closely with the global innovators to support them all the way from the application phase to the end of the grant program. Dana, let's go back to the very beginning. The Expo Live grant program started in 2016, correct? Yeah, yes, four years, yes, five. Sometimes it feels like more, sometimes it feels like I've only just joined. So, <laughs> so they, they've been wonderful years, honestly. But actually, even before the whole Expo Live team joined, Expo Live existed in the sense that when the UAE was still uh, bidding to host the World Expo, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum made a promise that actually we th- this World Expo will offer something different and will be an expo for everyone. And further down the line, that translated into Expo Live. So Expo Live was always there. Uh, It was there from the bid, thankfully, and, and we're here actually on site now. The program kicked off in 2016, before Dana and Sophia joined and received just a little under 600 applications. In March of 2017, the first batch of global innovators were selected and informed that their applications were successful. At that time, there were only 29 global innovators from 21 different countries. What started as a small cohort has now ballooned to 140 global innovators from 76 different countries. Dana, before you moved into your current role, you were part of the outreach team. So you've got this exciting and budding new program that's open to literally the entire world. How did you start advertising it and spreading the word? Did you connect with individuals through the country pavilions? Yeah, so so selected was from 76 countries and those that applied applied from 184 countries. And that's that's majority of the world. <laughs> so that's uh that that's a great success honestly. So the outreach was um 
was a, a large effort, <laughs> to say the least. So, <laughs> yeah. So to your to your point, did we reach out through country pavilions? Absolutely. Did we do an online outreach? That was a big one. Um, in some instances, these uh, in some countries that obviously uh, have a wider startup scene or social enterprise scene, there they were simpler to reach. You know, they were they have platforms, and you just upload your opportunity there, and they can just log in and, and fill out the form and apply. Surely there are countries in the world that do not have this opportunity, and uh, but they have the idea and they have the project and they have the organization, um, but they don't have the support or they don't have the, the access to the support, if, that, if, if, I, if I may say. Um, so for those, it was a bit more difficult. The, the, the outreach through our country participants was a big help. We did reach out uh, directly through them from the uh, representatives. We reached out through a lot of ecosystem players, some that are more global and have a more global outreach. And in some instances, we actually just did multiple <laughs> online searches to see what the scene is there. And we literally went and attended an event or a session and presented our idea, you know, presented our program, presented the opportunity, got to meet the individuals who are interested in applying in person, told them more about what we can do. And by then, word of mouth started playing a huge role in this process. Applications from 184 countries is fantastic. We had 572 in the first cycle. So to grow from 572 applications received to 11,000 or over 11,000. Was there a specific quota that you were aiming for? Yeah, so uh, so that's a really good question because a lot of people always wonder that. So when I would, uh, for example, go to Morocco and present at an event there, the first question they would ask is, how many are you willing to accept from Morocco? You know? And what we always told them is you are actually not um, you're not competing against each other because we don't have a quota. You are competing against yourself. If you as an organization, if um, if you as an innovator stand for what Expo Live believes in, then a number will not stand in your way. We did do our best to ensure a, a wider geographic representation. Um, in the sense that if we found two solutions that are very similar to one another, um, in a lot of cases, the more innovative uh, element would be contextual, which means that one from a country that is underrepresented in our portfolio appears as more innovative because there is less of these solutions um, available or existing in that respective country. And so, with an extensive outreach program trying to spread the word about Expo Live to all corners of the globe, innovators began to submit their applications, over 11,000 of them. The application itself is not a one-stop process. The first stage is called an abstract application. A brief overview of the business idea and what the grant would be needed for. This goes through an internal evaluation process with the Expo Live team and the wider Expo 2020 Dubai team. 
Once an application makes it into the first round, the Expo Live team asks the GIs for more information. So here they start to submit their business model. Um, we Because by then, we... We believe in that project, you know, we believe in the story, at least we believe in um, the value that it will add to the beneficiaries. So how they would actually use the hundred thousand um, dollars. And with that, there is another screening process, of course, uh, to the final stage, which is my personal favorite. Uh, and that is what we call the live presentation stage. And these are the, all the finalists who are flown into Dubai a lot of times for the first time, not only in Dubai, but in an Arab country, in the Middle East, um, flown in from wherever, uh, whichever parts of the world they belong to, to pitch in front of an evaluation committee. That is my personal favorite. Uh, you hear the stories. It's one thing to read it, and then it's another to see that individual who felt the need to solve a problem tell you why he or she felt the need to solve the problem. We'll be talking to a couple of these evaluation committee members in future episodes of Innovate with Purpose. We'll try to get a deeper understanding of the metrics and the criteria they were looking for and hear some of their favorite pitch stories. The finalists were flown into Dubai for three days to pitch their businesses and innovative ideas. Naturally, there were fascinating connections taking place and lively conversations when GIs were coming together. And part of those three days showcased Dubai and Emirati culture. So we have been taking them to uh, old, uh, authentic Emirati restaurants, introducing them to Emirati food, um, bringing one of our culture experts here at Expo to present uh, a culture talk to them, something as simple as our traditional clothing and the history behind that and why we dress the way we dress um, to, of course, food, because food brings everyone together. Uh, food is a universal language. Um, so so this, is, this is something else that we've been trying to do. Food indeed is a universal language. Um, it's great that even those who weren't successful in their pitches were still able to network with other GIs and feel like they were a part of the entrepreneurial community. Do you still keep in touch with them? So that's element of community, I think. Uh, yes, there is the community of the existing global innovators, but there is also a huge community for those that were the wider parts of the program. So, so I thank you for mentioning the community elements because honestly, that was a big one for us. So it, it brings them together. We have people who came to pitch in, uh, in 2017, did not receive the grant, but to date are in touch with the wider group that they came to pitch with. So that moment of bringing them all together is, is honestly something else. After a GI has been successfully selected as part of the Expo Live grant program, they continue to receive support for the duration of the year-long project. In that time, Expo Live team nurtures this ongoing relationship and also monitors and evaluates the impact of this grant both from an environmental and social perspective. This is where Sophia comes in. So I work on gathering the data, the results of the project and the social and environmental impact that they have achieved, uh, analyzing it and also producing some of our knowledge and reports. Sophia, tell me a little bit about how you evaluate and monitor these GIs. 
So the, usually the project, it lasts around one year. Impact measurement starts from the very beginning. Already during the pitch event, when we interview them, we ask them how do they measure and monitor their social environmental impact. Because one of the criteria of our program is strong focus on solving some social or environmental issue. Some companies actually do that, but they don't have any numbers or systems in place how they monitor that. So once we put together the project document, which is we call the grant agreement, we will set some targets and indicators and also gather baseline data uh, which will help to assess the situation how it is before we give the grant. I see. So that way it's baked into the conversation from the very beginning. Now, how do you keep track of the environmental and social impact as the program goes on? Uh, we have a uh, privilege to get to know most of them personally when they came for the pitch event in Dubai, even before they were selected. So from that moment onward, we start their relationship. We get introduced to them as the grant manager and uh, we work closely for the after the pitch event for the next three to four months. So we have the midterm touch point, uh, roughly six months from the start of the project. Uh, when uh, I had a chance to travel and visit uh, the project to make sure that it's got on track. Uh, what's particularly exciting was these site visits, of course, because we got to really see the innovator in its own country, in its environment, meet the beneficiaries of the, of the project. I have traveled to Latin America, to uh, Asia, Korea in particular, I think was very, very nice. So it was a really great job with um, a lot of travel and a lot of global impact on the ground that we have managed to record uh, during the last four years of Expo Live. That's super thrilling and interesting. Now, how do you approach the challenge of evaluating such different businesses and innovations that are stretched across different countries and in different industries? It was a big challenge because we have projects in 14 sectors which addressing multitude of issues. So what we have done, firstly, we have looked at all the project indicators and I think I mapped out already then more than 200 of them. Uh, the general logic of our framework is first to look at the growth of organizations. So we give the funding to the startup, let's say. Uh, so we want to see how did this organization grow, how much more funding it attracted, how many jobs it have created directly thanks to the grant. And then they will report on that uh, indicator midterm and uh, at the end of the project. Uh, for example, if they're doing a training, uh, we will see how many people you have trained before, because it might be that they already doing this for some years, uh, then that will be our baseline. And then we will measure how many additional people they have trained with the help of the grant. Uh, then we look further on the impact of these organizations on the ground and in their communities. So on this level, we look at impact at the people and at the planet. So people-wise, it will be, first of all, the number of beneficiaries. And I'm happy to share that Expo Live as a program has reached 5.8 million beneficiaries worldwide. So we always try to gather both quantitative and qualitative data about the achievements uh, of the particular project. This data that the Expo Live team gathers is put into a dashboard that the team uses to measure the impact of each GI. While the numbers of beneficiaries and growth is impressive, it's the connections that Dana and Sophia have built with each of these innovators that is most impactful. 
Here's Sofia talking about her visit with Maria Lopez of Goraimi in Ecuador. Maria is wonderful. I actually am the, the grand manager of this project, so I had a chance to visit her in Ecuador. And that was like to become part of her family for a few days. Uh, the people there are so warm and so welcoming. And what Maria is doing there to promote uh, local tourism and the small actors. Uh, so yeah, we do have very warm and friendly relationship with our global innovators. Sometimes it feels like a family. We also organize annual events uh, such as Global Innovator Summit uh, when once per year we gather all of them in Dubai and they get a chance to get to know each other, network with each other as well as the different uh, expo partners and uh, other relevant organizations that we invite for such events. Over 11,000 in five different cycles is, is something to be proud of and is something and really more than more than for me to personally be proud of its sentiment of what is out there so there are over 11,000 people who know about the program only so there are probably 11,000 more who have these great solutions uh, who are trying to solve big issues in the world in their respective countries or communities or for their respective environments Working so closely with these GIs all over the world gave the Expo Live team an insight into how the COVID pandemic affected their businesses. With much of the world coming to a standstill, the team launched a special emergency relief fund for the startups who could benefit from up to $100,000 in emergency funding, just to keep them afloat during the pandemic. So literally when the lockdown happened, we were all the grant managers on the phones with our companies trying to see who really needs immediate help because some industries suffer that more than another. That must have been so helpful for all the innovators around the world during uh, the pandemic. Thank you so much, Dana and Sofia, for sharing your side of the Expo Live story and for taking us behind the scenes on this grant program. Now to wrap it up, what advice would you give future innovators and applicants? Yeah, my uh, my main advice, and 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 this is maybe more um, more my personal opinion, <laughs> um, but through everything that I had seen uh, traveling to 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 different countries, um, pitching our program, listening to people's stories, is that the personal story and the personal connection to the solution um, or to the organization is what goes a long way. Honestly, there are so many wonderful solutions out there. There are so many strong solutions out there. Um, and, And not to belittle any of those, but what stands out so much more is when the individual who is behind that uh, solution or behind that organization feels it and cares about it and that will always come out you know that is it'll come out even in an application form we've received people who applied every cycle and when they reached the fifth cycle which is two years later two years after the first or two and a half three years after the first they were at a better stage to receive the grant so they got rejected four times and they got approved the fifth. So actually keep trying, you know, your time 
when it's the right time, it will happen. And that, that is a true sentiment of the passion and the care that they have towards the cause. It's not for the program, it's not for the money, it's for the cause. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. Learn more by visiting expo2020dubai.com forward slash expo dash live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.